I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Thank you for clicking play and for clicking download. It's episode number 24 of the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. You've been keeping us alive for the past five, six months now. And it's been a real treat to always share with you our love for wrestling, especially here in the Philippines. And since we're talking about Pinoy wrestling, we are building up to something very, very special. But before I get too ahead of myself, let me introduce myself. Where are my manners? My name is Stan. My name is Ro, by the way. It's my favorite time of the week. I know. It's time to record the podcast. And before we get we get into anything, I'd like to uh, say, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast, especially last week. You're damn right. Last week, we had uh, Mike Vargas and Jake DeLeon Senorito, and it was really well-received. It was most probably our most well-received podcast ever since we started sometime after WrestleMania 30. No, at WrestleMania 30. After WrestleMania 30. That night. That Not the one that night, but yeah, you know, after WrestleMania 30. And yeah, we are so stoked that we are so happy that you have chosen to listen to the SGP podcast. Yeah, we are so happy. And that's because there's no other way to say this, but we have more guests yet again. Yeah, and it's been a dream for us to be more and more popular every week. You know what? Last week, we got our guest cherries popped here on the show. And this week, we're going to have another special treat for you because we have more guests from Philippine Wrestling Revolution or PWR. We know you want them. We know you want to hear these guys. So let's get right to it. And let's introduce our guests tonight on the SGP podcast. Let's start off with a man from the first world. He calls himself classical Brian Leo. Welcome to the show, Brian Leo. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very glad to be here. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing very well. We'd like to ask you, Brian Leo, how was it trying to get here to Paragon Plaza? How was your journey? Uh, same shit as always. Taxi driver has no idea where you want to go or they, <laughs> or they prefer to tell you where you have to go. I mean, I went through like maybe six or seven taxi drivers before they could tell me that they knew that where the place was. And by the way, the fucker still didn't know where to go. He still didn't know where to go. I had to direct him. He took me all the way to GMA. I said, dude, it's at EDSA. EDSA. Okay, keep going. Half of them were even telling me where they wanted to go. I'm like, last time I checked, I was your customer, man. Come I'm on, sorry, fucking man. guy. No, I'm no, sorry. I, I feel him. I was trying to get here from the fort tonight. And he, uh, my driver barely knew how to get here. You know, there's a lot of anger now in this room. I can just sense it from Brian. Anger? This is normal, right man. Come on, what anger? You, you got to be used to this. If you're not used to this, you're going to die angry for the rest of your life. You're going to lose all your hair. I'd be losing hair enough if I wasn't shaved bald. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you feel the tension in the studio right now? We're recording, by the way, from the Mellow 94.7 studios here at Paragon Plaza. Thank you, by the way, to our friends from Mellow 94.7 for always hosting us. Our second guest for tonight, you've seen him on the internet. You've seen him on the World Wide Web. He is the social media sinister, Ken Warren. Pleasant evening to me. Pleasant evening to you. We'll 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 give it to you. We'll give that to you. Fine (laughs) to you guys as well. Yeah, to to us because you have graced us with your presence. Uh, Both of you. The both of you. I mean, they came all the way Uh, from the World Wide Web and from the first world. We are very lucky that they have graced us tonight. The both of them. uh, Wow, Stan. We are very lucky. Yes, you are very lucky. We have had guests 
of this caliber yet. Dude, two straight weeks with guests. I don't want to toot our own horns. <laughs> but goddammit, we are on a roll, buddy. <laughs> yes, we are. And let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep it going. Uh, let's begin. Our yeah, let's get to know our guests. Our conversation with our guest, classical Brian Leo and social media sinister Ken Warren. Let's start off with the guy from the first world. I want to get to know Brian Leo. Like, where is Brian Leo from? Who is Brian Leo? Where is Brian Leo from? Like I've said, I come from a first world country, man. Wherever that country may be, well, that's up to you to find out. Or, well, if you don't want to find out, really care. Either way, I know it's. I'm a lot better than you are anyways. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. wow. That's a heavy, wow. very heavy-handed thing to say. No, look, 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 look. I don't want to act like I'm being my yabong or whatever, okay? I'm just stating a fact. A lot of the issues I have with a lot of people that I've met or in, in, in this country is that they don't aspire to be bigger than what they feel they can be. I mean, I've met a lot of people who are, sad to say, not necessarily middle class exactly, but their greatest aspirations are to wind up on some game show or whatever. <laughs> okay, and, I you feel know, you, I feel you. Just to get maybe, if they're lucky, five or ten grand. They okay. can aspire to be so much better. They don't have to be from a first world country. Hey, that makes sense. But Brian Leo, let me ask you. Yeah. Or did you actually come here several years ago you and immigrate here? Yeah. Yeah. Immigrate? Well, I'm going to give you an exclusive right now. I'm actually half Filipino. Wow. Wow, wow. I am actually a Filipino. See, I didn't see that coming. You didn't? Well. <laughs> and the Philippines is luckier to have a, a first world savior in Brian Leo on our, on our land. I thank you so, for that. Yeah, well, for I as agree. long as someone like Brian Leo doesn't keep on shitting on everybody. because the, Oh, come on, man. The thing about he, us here in the Philippines is we love our Filipino pride. And we shit on people a lot. But the, <laughs> but the first minute you shit on us, we're going to shit right back at you. Uh, and I expect that. That's a good thing. You're supposed to shit right back at me. You know why? That proves that you've got a pair of balls on you. You're supposed to be shitting on me. I want you to shit on me. That proves you've got pride. There's nothing wrong with Filipino pride. I love the Philippines, man. I got nothing against the country. I love the Philippines. All I'm saying is you guys have to aspire to be better than what you are. I can feel the vitriol coming out from you. There ain't no hate, okay? The man's got a point. The man's got a point. Look, this is your boy. He knows. He knows I'm right. And the thing is, but what bothers me is there are people who are denying it all the time. Okay, they're denied. They're either saying I'm yabong, I'm just a foreigner here. The honest truth is, everything I'm telling you, it really is for your own good. You know what? I kind of, I kind of identify. I kind of identify as someone who identifies as Chinoy, as Chinese Filipino. I kind of see where this is all coming from. So in a way, hindi kita masise. I, I kind of get you. Mm. Kinda. Except when you start shitting on everybody. <laughs> Look, sometimes all you need are the cold hard facts. That's the honest truth. If you keep sugarcoating it to somebody, there's a big chance you're not going to get it. Either you're going to go over their head or they're just not going to care. The way people start to take note and they start to notice, you tell them straight up, you suck. All right. Be better, damn it. Be better. He has a point. I, I gotta give it to him. He has a point. All right. This is my same beliefs on, on you know, wrestling fans everywhere and, and people in general. Yeah. All right. So he let's try. Point. Let's try to put Brian Leo in a situation mm. right here. Let's put Brian Leo in a room, and let's with put him in a room. With a lot of women. No, not yeah. yet. No, no, <laughs> not in, yet. in a room with a bunch of with a bunch of guys. Great. <laughs> Let, let's put you in a room with somebody you're probably having a conflict with. Are All you right. the type to get into a passive-aggressive situation, or will you be the type who just get into this person's face head-on and just tell him what the problem is? Look, the honest truth is, it really depends on how I see you personally. If I really think I don't need to be upfront and personal with you, I'll tell you in the nicest manner possible, dude, this isn't right. I don't think this is the right thing to do. Maybe you should, I suggest you do this, I suggest you do that, but it's your choice. But if it's gone to a point where you're starting to piss me off and it's quite obvious I know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you straight up, dude, you're a dumbass. Okay? 
dude, you, you can be better than this. Dude, you're wrong. I mean, come on, man. No. All right, all right. I don't so, mind. Yeah. So I think that it's a fair point. He, he just wants to state the truth, the cold yeah. hard facts to people who do need to hear the truth. Right. People just need a fact check every now and then. Right. Problem so, is nobody wants one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Nobody wants to hear the truth um, no matter how much they need to hear it. That my, no matter how much it helps them, they don't want to hear it. Anyway, we've been getting the wisdom of classical Brian Lee for the, the past. The wisdom. Wow. The wisdom. I'm, I'm calling it right now. It's I the wisdom. I love how you're kissing his ass. Right? Not he is not kissing my ass. He is not kissing my ass. I am agreeing with that's the man. That's right. I agree with it's his beliefs. It's not kissing ass. Just because he has beliefs that, that correlate to mine does not mean he's kissing my ass. I love him. Holmes. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Holmes, you're pandering. I am not. Pandering. I am agreeing with him. There's a difference. Thank Stan. you. Exactly. <laughs> you see, there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. You've, you've heard me on this podcast before. Right. Right. I, no, I'm I, saying. I've gone into the same train of thought. Anyway, as I said, we've been hearing the wisdom of classical Brian Lee for the past few minutes. We've almost forgotten. We have the social media sinister Ken Warren right here. We can't forget Ken Warren's presence. So KW, can I call you KW? Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Ken Warren. Who's Ken Warren? Where are you from? And what is up with being the social media sinister? First of all, I am from the World Wide Web. But, you know, some people would like to flesh out the character, as they would say. So, I'll tell you this. I was born in the city of the stars. For those who don't know, I am from Quezon City. That's it. So, okay. So, you're from Quezon City, but you're also hailing yourself from the World Wide Web. What does that even mean? Search it on Google, kid. Sir, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for the social media sinister who lives on the World Wide Web. What's up? Do you have anything to do with the iCloud leak? Yes! I've been meaning to ask that question myself. Do you have anything to do with those leaked nude pictures of celebrities? Must be my agent. Try to contact my agent. I don't know. Ito na lang, ito na lang. Just be honest with us. Yeah. Yung mga picture ba ni Ellen Adarna? Sa'yo ba nanggaling yun? Oh, you mean from that magazine that starts with an E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Now we're getting there. The naked truth, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Say Not, I can't remember. Okay, that's fair. You neither confirm nor deny. All right. Tell us about yourself, Ken Warren. Like, what makes you the social media sinister? Like, where are you on social media? And how do people call you the social media sinister? What are you like? First of all, you can find me on social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, you would want to know my username, and that would be Ken Warren-PWR for Facebook. They made me do it. For Twitter, at the Ken Warren, and the same as to Instagram. What can we see? What can we expect if we follow you on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram? Magic. Magic. I, I love the dramatic pause. It's I know. So, it's I so know. pregnant with poignancy. Right. There is so much meaning. Magic. I, I'm going to go on social media right now. And see that magic for myself. And you can put a hashtag on that, by the way. Sorry to <laughs> exactly. steal a line. Thank you, Brian Leo. I actually appreciate your uh, beliefs in life. Thank you very much. Yeah, I actually appreciate your talent, man. You know, yeah, you're Look at you. Guy. Thank you. They're sucking up to each other right here. They're sucking up, okay? No, 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 it's just, no, 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 you know, he's a great mutual, talent. Mutual respect. That's right. It's no, not kissing exactly. ass. He's a good guy. He's talented, man. He's a pretty good guy, too. I have to say it twice. And I had to say it twice. Brian Leo is pretty classical. Thank you. Yeah, Thank these you. guys, Thank these you. two guys, Emu Atas, they have a mutual understanding. That's right, man. There might be a place in the flesh for you, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is this is this what I think it is? Are you guys starting a tag team right here, right now? Because this is what I'm seeing. I don't know, man. Never say never. That's all I can say. But there might be a place in the Royal Flush just for you, baby. We need an ace. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We need there an you ace. go. An ace. I'm the ace. ace in the Royal Flush. See you. This, Maybe. ladies and gentlemen, is one of the exclusives that you get by tuning in 
to the SGP podcast. All right, guys. So we've found out the gist of who you guys are so far. Uh, so we'd like to get into a little bit of your history. What do you like to know, baby? First of all, Mr. Brian Leo, how did you get into the business? How did you, um, well, growing up, mm. did you really want to get into the business, the wrestling no. business? <laughs> no, straight up, no. Actually, to tell you the truth, the person who got me into wrestling at first was my mother. Wow. Really? Actually, yeah. Of she, all people? Of all people, it was actually my mother. I remember when I was around five or six years old, she used to watch guys like The Undertaker, Hulk uh-huh. Hogan. You know, uh-huh. She watched WCW. She loved Sting. But, I mean, Goldberg looked cool and all that, but I found kind of stupid, to be honest. I didn't get it. I didn't get why there was this old guy with a dyed beard you know, going around flexing his biceps to everybody. I was like, what the hell is this? Till one day, you know, I, I changed the channel. I think I, I was watching uh, a TV show. I saw The Rock taking on The Undertaker. Right, right. Yeah. After then, I, I got interested, bought my very first pay-per-view on VHS. Ooh, VHS. Yeah, on VHS. I still have wow. the tape. It was Judgment Day 2001. Wow. That's classic right there. It was Judgment wow. Day 2001. The match that got me hooked, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. Since then, been I've been a fan for life. Interesting. Now, you say you've been a fan because of your mom. How much of your mom's influence do you take with you into being by the way, brought, you know, By the way, I wish I had your mom. <laughs> yes. I think uh, every wrestling I mean, I love fan my mom. would wish I love your, my mom, but... With which uh, their, their moms love dressing too. Uh, yeah. I wish my mom would love dressing. Well, to my mother, it's still it's still real to her. That's all I can say. To my mother, wow, it's, still it's still real to real her. To her. Oh, yeah. Damn it! It's still real to her. Now, Brian Leo, you gotta tell us, man. Like, mm. how how does your mother's love for wrestling actually influence you in terms of what you do in the ring? In terms of what I do in the ring, in terms of actually getting in the ring and doing what I have to do. Yes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't influence me at all because oh. my mother doesn't want me in that ring. Really? Like I said, it's still real to her. She doesn't want to see her good-looking boy get beaten up in the ring. But I have to tell her, Mama, it's not going to happen. I'm doing the kicking. They ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> so how do you manage do that? How do you manage that? Like, how do you try to ease her temper? Does she buy it? Does she buy the whole, um, I'm going to be the one kicking their ass, not Honestly, no. Around. Honestly, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she knows me. And I think everybody's mother, right? Everybody's mother would always just try to keep their sons or their daughters out of harm's way. Oh, for sure. But the honest truth is, the main reason I'm, that she doesn't really have too much of a say in, into what I do is because, you know, I'm a grown man. I mean, I don't think any mother would want any of their kids to get involved in a contact sport. But once again, it's really down to what you personally want to do. This is something I've wanted to do since I was six years old, and I'm going to keep doing it come hell or high water. You know what? This is the first thing Brian Leo and I are seeing eye to eye on. First thing, palang. Yeah, I got to give it to you. You know, you have a different opinion. I have a different opinion, and I respect that. That's okay, man. Everyone can have a wrong opinion. <laughs> oh wow! Another uh, pointed remark. All right. All right. <laughs> now, now we move on to Mr. Ken Warren. Um, no what about you, sir? How did thank you? Get? you? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, sorry. 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 We're um, trying here, right? We're trying. You got to cut us some slack. Brian Leo has so much wisdom to share with us. You yeah. know, I love you, buddy. It's just, it's just oh. overflowing. So, so now, yeah, we're making time for you now. How did you get into wrestling, sir? Did you want to do do this since you were young? Yes. Okay. That's great. That's a soundbite. Like, we can tweet that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Put a hashtag on that. <laughs> Tell us about your wrestling style. Like, how did you get into it? How did you discover how you move or how you, you know, conduct yourself in the ring? I got to start apologizing. This is a rare situation. I got to stop apologizing because I've been sending cryptid messages lately. So, okay. I'm going to start talking naturally now. All, all right, right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yes. So, I started being a fan when I saw the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels with the game Triple H. I didn't know they were known as D-Generation X back then, right, kicking right. the behinds of The Undertaker and Mankind. So okay. I saw a bloody Undertaker, I was hooked into it, and Shawn Michaels was my damn hero. Wow, so you have a lot of HBK in you then. 
pretty much. Hashtag that. <laughs> Stop it, H- classical. <laughs> a lot of HBK in you. you, so we can say that you are looking to be. Are you looking to be the next heartbreak kid, or are you looking to be the first? Well, I don't know. Social media sinister. I'm looking to be the first Ken Warren. And that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's right? as good as I, answer. Be, as if get. I were in the same shoes as him, I would be. You know, I would be looking to be the first of my kind. But, you know, I have to ask as well, since Brian Leo talked about his mother, how has this been received at the World Wide Web or yeah. in the City of Stars? What do Ken Warren's parents have to say about their little boy getting in the ring? Don't call him a little boy. No, yeah. you know, Ken I'm Warren, a man. Excuse me, excuse Brian me. Brian Leo, all other men yeah. will always be a little boy to their mothers and fathers. That's a fact. <laughs> Maybe for your mom. <laughs> that, that's a fact. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. All right. Back to business at hand. <laughs> yeah. Ken Warren, how is it received back home? You know, where you live, your parents, how did they react to your aspirations to get in the ring? Well, thankfully, my mom, my mom is uh, in approval, but in a way, of course, just like what you said, in the case of classical Brian Leo, our moms care for us. Uh-huh. You know, we can't avoid those stuff. I would assure her that my safety would be kept because of my natural God-given abilities. Now, on the other hand, in the case of my dad, he knows I'm wrestling and thankfully he's supportive. Which, you know, anyone would be supportive if you're the parents of the social media sinister, the human crowd proclaim human trending topic, Ken Warren. Here's crowd the thing, proclaimed, though. sorry. Yeah. I just had to say that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I get it. You know, you're the human trending topic. You're the crowd proclaimed human trending topic. But it's so much easier to be a celebrity on social media, especially in this day and age when you can make so much money being an endorser on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Why do you yeah. have to put your body on the line and wrestle? What's in it for you? What kind of stupid question is that? Thank, thank you. Thank you, Romeo. Thank, thank you, Romeo. What the hell? And my answer, because I can it's a practical question because I'm trying to get to know the motivations of the man. I mean, think about it. If I had his social media following, if your social media following is as accurate as you say it is, if it is. I had it, I would fucking be a social media celebrity. I'd be the next Jamich. I'd be the next Petra Mahalimuya. I'd, I'd try to get my ass into all of these endorsements and all these contracts. First of all, nobody wants to be the next Jamich. Actually, yeah, nobody wants to be <laughs> yeah. the next Jamich. Second of all, I'm gonna if, take he, that back. if he wants to wrestle, then let the man wrestle. Um, it doesn't matter if he has 1,000 followers or one follower. If he wants to wrestle and put his body in the line doing so, living his dream... Let the guy do it. What the hell is wrong with you? Once again, saying, Romeo, thank you. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this is like, is this hate standing? Now you're backing yourself in, into a corner, man. That's your problem, not mine. Jesus Christ, this and is my podcast. And by the way, when, the when the you day. said if you had his following, you would never be a wrestler, that's why you will never be the human trending machine. Hold on, sir. I'm uh, going to have to backtrack on that. Trending topic. Human trending topic. topic. My bad. He's my bad. My bad. He's a machine. Thank, He's a wrestling you guys. machine. Thank my you bad. Guys. I never said anything about not being a wrestler, you know? I never said anything about not being a wrestler. I love what I do. It's just that, you know, when push comes to shove, a lot of people actually pick the easier route. I mean, a lot of people mm. say that the hard route is the road less traveled. And that's why being in this business, it's, it's the road less traveled. A lot of wrestlers have gone on record to say that. And that's where I'm coming from when I ask you this question. True enough. And not like the rest of the people, they're no Ken Warren. Mm, that's true. Here's something true. I got to say. You said the hard road is the road less traveled. Well, guess what? The hard road is the road with the most reward. Down the line. Exactly. Hard work pays off. And as you can see, our hard work is going to pay off on the 27th. Speaking of the 27th, thank you very much for bringing that up, Mr. Brian Leo. What's happening for Ken Warren and for Brian Leo on September 27th? First things first, there's going to be a very big event coming up. It's going to be PWR Renaissance. And it's going to be the rebirth of pro wrestling in the Philippines. It's something that everyone in the roster as well as backstage are very excited about. And you should be excited for it too. It's going to be a killer show. 
I don't like everyone involved, but I promise you it's going to be a killer show. And I know you're going to be in a very high-profile match against the Senorita himself, Jake yes. De Leon. Uh, Jake mm. De Leon was on here last week, and he actually broke the news on the SV podcast. That you and him were going to be facing each other. People so, just love to make Christmas, don't yeah. they? Well, <laughs> that's all I could say. Well, what do you have to say about that? Other than, you know, people like to make uh, rumors. Well, with regards to Jake De Leon, let me just say this. He is a damn good wrestler. One of the most talented people I've ever met. But... We have different views. I mean, in his mind, he likes to keep people the same, calling them Alipans and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, the honest truth is, he might say, you know, Alipans are hardworking people and whatnot, but there's a reason you people are Alipans. <laughs> you don't aspire to be, you know, the... the what, 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 is, what does he call himself? What, what do you mean, what does he call himself? Like, uh, the those the rich people, yeah. Oh, those, Asendero? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't aspire to be a... Has, a what? Asendero. Asendero. I, I don't speak broken Spanish, <laughs> my bad. Okay, that's all I can say. But you don't aspire to be better than a leapin. He wants you to stay an leapin so you can shine his shoes, wash his car. But the honest truth is, in my point of view, you can be so much more than that. You have to believe you can be so much more. You are above asking people for five pesos on the street. You are above, you know, going around digging for bottles in the garbage can. You are above hoping to get on the big game show and he'll give you 10,000 pesos if you cry as a few tears. You're above all that. He has a point. My point. Thank yeah. you. Gets ko yun. Pero etong tanong ko. Personally though, has mm. JDL ever called you an alipin? Na offend ka ba in any way because of something that JDL may yeah, have done to you, to Brian Leo yourself? <laughs> no, honestly, JDL hasn't done anything to me personally. But the honest truth is it's all in the spirit of competition. He doesn't like my point of views. I don't like his point of views either. That's why this whole thing's gonna happen. And in the end, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now. I'm gonna spoil something for you. Right. You're gonna be disappointed by the main event. You will be disappointed. You know why you're gonna be disappointed? You're expecting this great conflict of two of the best wrestlers in the company. This great back and forth action. I'm telling you, it's not gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be a straight up beatdown. I'm gonna be the one swinging the hammer. He doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> I guarantee you, I am gonna walk out with my hand raised. And believe me when I say to everybody that disagrees, it is for your own good. Hashtag shots fired. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. That's classical Brian Leo right there, just giving you a spoiler alert of sorts of what's to be expected at Renaissance. Now, of course, Ken Warren will also be a huge part of the show. You've got a match yourself. Tell us about it. Uh, first of all, pretty much I'm the show. Second of all, I would face this uh, Amboy from Detroit, Michigan. His name is uh, Chris Panzer, and apparently he's all about this uh, Panzermonium. What in the blue hell is Panzermonium? You know what? I'm asking the same thing. Because <laughs> yeah. we've never met Chris Panzer. We haven't had him on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, Ken Warren, you seem to know Chris Panzer better than we do. So tell us about Chris Panzer and what your beef is with Chris Panzer and Panzermonium. From what sources have told me, the Panzermonium thing, it's kind of like Hulkamania. Kind of, sort of, but not really Hulkamania. So what the hell, right? What's, what's the backstory? Lang. Is Chris Panzer on social media? He actually is at PWR Panzer. Panzer, you're welcome, kid. <laughs> so you've been doing your homework Like you know he's been tweeting You know he's on Facebook You know he's on Instagram He has to keep an eye on his opponent True, man. true but, enough But what is your beef with Panzermonium? So that's his way of life That's his mantra Ken Warren, you've got your own mantra You're the social media sinister You, you behave however the hell you want What's wrong with Chris Panzer behaving the way he wants? Because it's useless It's pointless There's no point in what he fights for I mean, we don't need another Maybe a Filipino-American version of John Cena? Are you serious, bro? It's pathetic. What are you fighting for? You haven't really been on YouTube to say what 
you want to say, what Panzermonium is all about. Quite frankly, on the 27th, bell starts at 7 p.m. at the Makati Square Arena or Makati Cinema Square. Cheap pop. There you go. 250 <laughs> pesos, kids. You so, can ask your parents for that. Yup. Yeah, yeah. Or save up the five peso coins you collect on the street. You'll get the <laughs> Good God. Good I God. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So I get that you don't like Panzermonium because you don't get what he's fighting for. But I've been wondering myself, what are you fighting for? What does Ken Warren stand for at the end of the day when it's all said and done? At the end of the day, I just want the truth. And what is to be the truth? on top? The truth that not everyone is as good as me. Not everyone. Maybe the guy next to me, you know, Brian Leo. Maybe that's a maybe. But you know, you know, pal. We're good friends. Yeah. So maybe he's as good as me, but that's a maybe. Most probably a better. Maybe. Most probably a little better. <laughs> that's brazen, man. That, that's a very bold these, claim. The, these two are good friends, are good people. They're putting each other over. It's I know, I know. You don't, see that, you, you don't see yeah. that um, every day in this country. In, in this business. In this, con- no, in this country, people are always quick to drag each other down. That's the crab thing. mentality. The crab menta- exactly. There that's you a, go. That's the crab mentality. Instead of building each other up, you pull each other down. Why? It's like JDL calling people a leapins. Like I said, he wants you to be a leapins because of his crab mentality. He doesn't want you to be like him. He wants you to stay on, the, on, on your knees, on your knees, polishing his shoes, washing his cars. I think you can be so much better. You know what, Brian Please. Leo, with all due respect, I know you've got a lot of opinions, a lot of values. Hell, your value system is as strong as ever. But I got to say, you probably haven't been listening to the SGP podcast, especially last episode when we Actually, asked I did. JDL. Did. When I we did. asked JDL. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> you probably weren't listening to the part where JDL actually defined what an Alipin is. I heard it. It's a lie. You come on, look. An Alipin, look. Look in the freaking dictionary. An Alipin is a hard worker because he's your slave. He is your slave, man. Okay, that's an Alipin. He is your freaking slave. You mean to tell me you don't want to be anything but right. Romeo. Yeah, right. Do you want to be an Alipin? No, sir. What do you want to be? I want to be a free man, uh, living my dream, achieving my goals on my own potential. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Stan, tell me. Do you want to be a Leapin? Don't answer because I already know you want to be an Leapin. Jesus Come Christ. On, how, about, how about me, Leo? You're not going to ask me? Come on, I man. I ask. I already know the answer. Oh, I already God. know the answer. You are a free man. You are the human trending topic. There you, you go. You want to be the best that you can be. There you go. You want to be the best that you can be, and that's the way it should be. Aspire to be better than what you think you can be. There's nothing wrong with that. And let me add something. Because I do listen to your podcast, and I heard the Senorito JDL actually challenge me on air. Now, how could you challenge a guy who's not here? Now, let me put you in my situation last week. So I challenge you now. You want to define an Andipin? Look in front of a mirror. Wow. A lot of guys challenging JDL. I know, I know. And, and it's kind of fitting. It's very apropos. You got Brian Leo, JDL's upcoming opponent. You have Ken Warren, who was JDL's first opponent at Revolution now last summer. Right, right, right. And well, he's our friend. JDL is our friend, but wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit afraid of, for him because everyone's out to get him. There's a target on his back. And that's the worst position to be in unless you're the champion because everybody wants to be the champion at the end of the day. But if you're the guy with the target on your back and you have assassins, legitimate assassins like <laughs> Ken Warren and Brian Leo gunning for you, you better watch your back, son. All right, right. Let's talk about uh, you guys a little bit more. Mm. Uh, Mr. Brian Leo yes. here is all about... Uh, being above yourself, you know, aspiring to be more, and that goes hand in hand with you with wanting to be a wrestler. And I know you guys have an event uh, after Renaissance, mm. uh, the PWR Bootcamp, 
mm. coming up on October, and that's basically a training session for those who want to break into the business. So can you guys talk about that for a little bit? Well, like I said, you know, getting into the business isn't gonna isn't easy, not at all. Whether it's it be trying to get in as a wrestler, you know, trying to get in as you know a writer or whatnot, it's not easy, and it's really tough to get your foot in the door. The way we see it is, uh, people in the Philippines haven't really gotten that much of an opportunity to get in the business, uh-huh. and a lot of people, you know, like Romeo, maybe I, I understand you're actually interested in joining yes, that I am thing. Yes, very interested. I'm going to put yeah. it out right here on the podcast. That yes, I am interested, and you know, my friends have all have all known the man ever since before, ever since I was younger, that I do want to do this stuff. Well, the way we see it is, it's us trying to give back to the fans who really want to give this a shot. Not everyone can be a pro wrestler. Believe me when I say, not everyone can true. nor should be a pro wrestler. But the thing is, if we can offer this opportunity to somebody to see if they can make themselves into something that they've dreamt of being, I don't see how that's a bad thing at all. And I encourage everyone who wants to give it a shot, come come over on the 12th, try it out. See if you can do it. All right, all right. That's um, that's that's your call, everyone. Everyone listening to the podcast uh, who wants to be a wrestler, there there you have it. If you're looking for a sign, that's it. But and what should people expect? Like, you have to give people a heads yeah, up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna yeah. It's going to be mentioned ask, that not uh, everyone can do it. Yeah, that's right. Let's ask about what people can expect by asking you guys your own personal experience. Because um, that's gonna, let's acknowledge it right here, right now. Since PWR is kind of new, it has to be, it has to go without saying that you guys haven't been training for relatively long. So can we delve into your mm. experiences, uh, you know, training for the first time, you know, learning the ropes, uh, learning <laughs> about how to work a match and stuff like that. How, how was the experience uh, getting in? Anyone can talk about this. To go to a wise man by the name of Scott Hall. Right. <laughs> Just know one thing, tuck your chin. <laughs> So Ken Warren, how was your um your training session? Uh, your uh, when you were trying to get uh, when you were trying to get some knowledge, uh, trying to learn the business. How how was it uh, for you? It was hell, dude. It was hell. But but a Ken Warren can withstand it. Yeah, that's why I'm a sinister. Social media sinister. Where do you draw your strength, Ken Warren? Especially when you're trying to endure the training. And uh, once again, I have to go back to what Brian Leo said about it just not being for everyone. How? Where do you draw your uh, your fortitude to just try to be a cut above the rest? In all seriousness, though, uh, it takes a lot of intestinal and testicular fortitude to step inside a squared circle. Like what I said earlier, no one thing tuck your chin when you bump. It's an important factor. Right, you know, you just hit you. Yes, you hit your upper back area, but most of the time you tend to hit also your lower back area. That's right, and hell, uh-huh. that's the spine, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it's part of the spine. So that would mess up you. That would mess your body up quickly. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's why uh, you know wrestlers are as beat up as they are. But what about Mr. Brian Leo, as the guy who said who he didn't really want to be a wrestler in the beginning? What about you? How was your experience uh, going in, getting into the business, learning uh, everything? It was painful, man. No, I mean, it was horrible, to be honest with you. I remember after my first tryout, I, uh, I couldn't even you know, move to grab my, uh, my bottle of water. I was screaming like a little girl. I mean, even just getting in the car, it was so difficult. I, I was feeling spasms all over my lower back, my Damn. upper back, my elbows, my knees. I was wearing knee pads, by the way. I still had difficulty with my knees. The best advice I can give you is, you know, to anyone aspiring to do it is, remember these words. Your body is everything, but it's also nothing. When I say this, 
I say it's nothing because a lot of these big guys tend to be uh, confused. They think it's an easy thing. They can just, you know, pump up a little bit, lift a few weights, come in looking jacked and whatnot. And they think, I can be a pro wrestler. Yeah, this is nothing. These guys are a bunch of pussies. It's fake. Believe me when I say there ain't nothing fake about taking a bump on your lower back. Nothing is fake about that. That you could be paralyzed. You risk breaking your neck every time you get in that ring. Stan and I know this. People have been deriding the, uh, the pro wrestling industry for being scripted and fake. But Just to take a recent yeah. example, uh, Rappler's actually been starting to release raw recaps. They call it Raw Deal. It's a column by this tool named Joe the Grappler Marsalis. I, I, I swear, I, I don't get why the Grappler's so funny. I, I don't get it. <laughs> the Grappler? It's G, you know, G, capital R, Appler. So this oh, guy, wow. oh, oh wow, he's trying to be a punisher. See what he's doing. See, he's trying to be punny. Oh, oh, okay, that's what he's okay, trying to okay. do. He's trying to be punny. Okay. So, so this Joe Marsalis guy has been writing recaps on uh, on Rappler. A lot of people on social media have actually been hating Joe Marsalis because of him classifying wrestling as a form of entertainment and they, as a sport. Right, and they've been deriding it, saying that it's fake. And I had to speak my mind. I had to post a comment on that Rappler post on Facebook. And I had to say that if you're going to call wrestling fake, you might as well call everything else you watch on TV fake. You might as well call, uh, call the Harry Potter saga fake, or the Hunger Games saga fake, or uh, you know, uh, the Twilight Saga fake, right? And that's for everybody who ever thinks that we're just fanboys. And But these guys, these guys are Mr. Classical Brian Leo and the sin- social media sinister Ken Warren, and as well as Mike Vargas and Jake DeLeon, are testament to the fact that even though pro wrestling may be predetermined, may be scripted, it's not fake in the way that these people do get hurt for real. You know, there are real stunts involved, real injuries. There are real emotions that we feel, especially because of the way that they tell a story. But now I want to get to know your stories. Like, how did you guys come across your own wrestling styles? Like, there are different wrestling styles, and we know that. And how did you guys come about? Uh, oh, by the way, by set? the way, speaking of styles, we all feel forgot to ask. What are your finishers? Because that's what exactly. people like about wrestling. Uh, you know, that's what I was trying to get. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ro. Uh, let's start with Ken Warren. Signatures. This is for the Smarks or the Marks. I don't know. You figure it out. It starts with a retweet splash. Basically, the idea is I do it twice, the splash. So the next one is the Google Buster or a sit-out gourd buster recently done by R-Truth, guys like Jeff Hardy. Right, or right. Willow. Wow. And it actually challenged me to an ALS ice bucket challenge, but that's another story. <laughs> the hashtag drop dead combo. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like this video game, like very animated, but it hurts like hell for my opponents. For your, yeah. For his and the finisher. The finisher is the Wi-Fi or the winning finish. I love it. I love it. I love it. I we have a winner. The winning finish. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. That's awesome. I know, right? I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're very proud of it. You know, I, hell, I'd be proud of it too. You call, you know, you call it the Wi-Fi, the winning finisher. All right. The now, pleasure's all mine. How about <laughs> Brian Leo? Can you tell us about your finisher? Well, to be quite honest with you, I've been experimenting with a lot with a lot. Of moves lately, you know, I've always taken, you know, inspiration from guys like Magnum TA. I've taken inspiration from guys like Ric Flair. You know, I enjoy watching those guys. I wasn't around in those times, obviously, but I enjoy watching the tapes. And it was just so entertaining to me. But, you know, my favorite wrestler growing up, when I first started to, you know, get tired of pro wrestling for a while, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time was AJ Styles. Okay. Was and still is, by the way, AJ Styles. Good He's the man. Yeah. He's the man. Good choice. So a move I've been trying to use lately that I'm, I'm doing in honor of him, uh-huh. the Styles Clash. Interesting. And I'm Interesting calling choice. it the Royal Flushdown. The Royal Flushdown. Now, uh, can you tell us about your moveset? Because like, the way that uh, Ken Ward comes across is a high flyer. Mm. And if you've seen one of his matches, he does tend to move around a lot. But how does Brian Leo move? 
Well, in my case, I move any way I feel like moving. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the way I see it is I'm going to pick a body part and I'm going to work it. The honest truth is I've seen a lot of guys, you know, they come in, they just do a random move number one, random move number two. I mean, this is not SmackDown versus Raw. Okay, you cannot just beat your opponent up by doing a random move every now and then. You have to actually plan for it, strategize for it. If I think you've got a bad knee, I'm going to work your knee. You're going to see a figure four coming out of me. You're going to see an Indian death lock coming from me. If I see you have an injury, you have a problem with your neck, damn right I'm going to give you a bunch of neck breakers. Why the hell not? The way it works is before you get there, you plan what you're going to do. When you gander, think about your plan, if it's going to work or not. If, you, if it can't, you think on your feet. If I see you've got an injured knee, I'm going to go for your knee. If I see you've got an injured shoulder, I'm going to go for your shoulder. If I see you've got a problem with your neck, I'm going to give you a bunch of neck breakers and you'll never want to get back in that ring ever again. You know, you sound very familiar to me. You sound very much like you have this assess and attack framework every time you step in do, the ring. Do we really have to have a Roman Reigns reference every time you hear something cool? I, I couldn't help it. He's not cool anymore. I know, right? I mean, five moves of doom. Literally. Literally. Anyway. I love Roman Reigns, but but anyways. I'm sorry to say, I really <laughs> love fine, Roman Reigns. It's fine, it's fine. So sexy. Define sexy? What? Define sexy? Brian Leo. Oh! oh. Right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay, that, fine. We'll take that. We'll take that. I'm not going to mess with you over there. Because <laughs> you can't. Okay, so let's talk about your influences and how they actually inspire the way that you move or the way that you, you do what you do. Because you've, you've talked about like Ken Warren being an HBK fan growing up and Brian Leo being a Magnum TA, a Ric Flair, one of the classics. And that really, you know, we see that. But how, how, do, how, do, your, how do your fans and how do everybody who wants to get to know PWR better, uh, how, how are you going to introduce this to them, especially when they see you for the first time at Renaissance? Well, the honest truth is, personally, I do my best not to be a copycat of anyone. But, you know, people tend to say, copy the greats. And the fact that, I mean, wrestling has been here for so long that nothing really is ever original anymore. Yeah, but I, I guess what I wanted to ask was, how do you plan to set yourself apart? You want to be the first Ken Warren, and I think that's a fair goal. You want to be the first Brian Leo, and I think that's a fair goal too. Mm. So what are you going to do? Anong gagawin you to get to that peak, to get to that point where people will say, I want to be the next Brian Leo. I want to be the next Ken Warren. Personally, from the entrance... They would want to be Ken Warren. From my entrance, that's the head of the music. When that clicks, they're going to want to be Ken Warren. And Brian Leo. In my case, they're not going to want to be Brian Leo. Simply because they can't be the next Brian Ooh, Leo. snap. That's why I'm telling you, don't aspire to be the next someone. Don't aspire to be a copycat of anyone. Be yourself. Be the better version of yourself. Wisdom right there. I'm glad that Ken actually mentioned entrance music because this is something we didn't get to ask Mike Vargas and JDL last okay, week. Right, right. So we know that music is a huge part of wrestling since the 80s. Definitely. What are your entrance songs? Mine is the Beastie Boys. Um, so What You What You Want. Is that a title? <laughs> okay. Right, right, yes. I think that's a title, yes. Okay, so with Double Watcher? Uh-huh. Okay. Probably. That, that's a classic right there. <laughs> that's a title. And I don't even know the band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I know. You do know one of them is dead, right? <laughs> really? You, my friend, need yes. to know your education in the music business. I mean, my but that's okay. You know, my agents were just giving me stuff to listen to. I like that. So, how much is your agent's cut? I know 25%. I don't know. with the agent, no? All right, Brian Leo, your entrance music. Well, as you know, I'm a fan of the classics. But personally, growing up, I've always enjoyed 80s music. You know, I loved guys like Aerosmith. I loved guys like, you know, Europe. Yeah, I actually like Europe. I enjoyed, you know, um, well, I enjoyed U2. 
Right. I'm a real big fan of U2 and the Stone Temple Pilots. But in the end, when it came down to actually picking a theme song, I didn't want anything with the lyrics. Because to me, if un- un- the only time you should have a theme song with the lyrics is-, is if it's actually speaking about you and who you are and what you intend to do. There ain't no song out there that's going to tell me or tell anyone else what I intend to do. So I'm picking an orchestra song. Okay, It's by the London Symphony Orchestra of one of my favorite songs, The Final Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing? There actually is, and you're going to hear it on the 27th. Wow. That's a very nice wait. reference as well. London Symphony Orchestra doing the final countdown. That's awesome. It exists, baby, and it's pretty freaking awesome. Just like me, it's pretty freaking awesome. And imagine the reference. Of course, we don't need to spell it out for you. If you've been watching indie wrestling, you would know that the final countdown was actually the entrance theme of Brian Danielson back when he was at but, Ring but of Honor. But that's why Brian Leo said that he's actually a fan of Europe. He's not a fan of Europe because Brian Danielson used mm-hmm. it as an entrance music. I wasn't pointing that out. What I was trying to say, hindi ka nakikinig, hindi ang problema sa'yo pa. No, no, I'm just defending this. No, I'm just defending this. You know, your head is too busy shoved up Brian Leo's ass. It is not. No, it is not shoved. I'm just agreeing with his wisdom. But I just have to say, Daniel Bryan's a damn great wrestler. I love Daniel Bryan. And that's something we're not going to argue about. We do love our Daniel Bryan. Same here. All right, uh, at this point, you know, we've been having a lot of fun talking to Ken Warren, talking to Brian Leo, and we've come to get to know them a little bit better here on the SGP podcast. But I think I want to bring something up that, you know, we can turn into a little panel discussion of sorts really really quickly because mm. we know that night of champions is coming up oh wow night of champions is coming up so let's do a quick round table of predictions right. for okay. the upcoming yeah. pay-per-view so let's run down the card really quickly now let's start off with the rematch of seth rollins versus roman reigns gentlemen who do you have winning this match let's start off with ken warren mr money in the back Seth rollins period no explanation whatsoever. No, there is no need for explanation. This match is stupid. I know you agree. Oh yeah, definitely. This is really stupid that they gave away uh, the match for free uh, last Monday night on Raw, <laughs> and now they're billing it. Um, they're billing it on the pay per view as the rematch. They, they, so, they actually did. Yes, they, they yes, actually they did. did that. Oh, wow. Very stupid. How about you, Mr. Brian idiots. Leo? Your uh, your prediction? And, yeah, for this Roman Reigns won the the match on TV. So my prediction does it really matter in the end? We all know Reigns is going to get the push. That's actually a good point. You know what? I was actually going to say the same thing. Like, this is one match I've stopped caring about ever since they put out the match on Raw. And that's my biggest complaint about it. You know, I just have to say something. I really hate it when things get hot-shotted. I mean, what's the point? Why do you put up a match on free TV just and expect me to pay for it a few weeks later? Exactly. What is the point? Exactly. That's what people have been saying about what happened here. It's just, I don't know what, what's going on with Vince's mind when he did this decision. So, like you, I do not care that much, but I'm going to say that Rollins wins because um, why do this rematch if he's not going to win? If I have to pick a winner, um, I guess they're going to extend this feud, right? Right. Most likely. Uh, Most likely. All right. Uh, forget it. Rollins it is. <laughs> <laughs> from Rollins the, from the Roman is. Reigns fan. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Roman Reigns, don't get me wrong, I love Rollins too. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. but you know, if they're gonna extend this feud, even though it's unnecessary, I mean, I just have to say this whole thing has been handled so badly. Like, so much has been hot shot, so much has been done, has been rushed. I mean, they should have never broken up in the first place, in my opinion. Oh, really? In That's my humble opinion, no. I'll tell you this: look, the Shield is fucking awesome. That is true. All right, they have been back. very awesome. Okay, they are really freaking awesome. They are the greatest three-man team since you know the Freebirds, and I love the Freebirds, but the Freebirds are the shit. 
I love the Freebirds. Okay, I loved uh, I loved the way they handled their matches. I loved the Von Erichs when they were the, the Von Erich brothers, the originals. Right, right. I love watching those six man tag team matches. And there hasn't really been a, a very solid three man team in wrestling in you know years. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? There's always been evolution. There's been your horsemen. There's been your NWO. They started as a three man, but they eventually you know they broke into like twenty or thirty people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The NWO. Oh, what, what a mess with that. What a mess with that. It was a clusterfuck. Yeah. A real clusterfuck. But my point is, it's the first time in years that there's been a very strong, cohesive three-man team. And these guys, you know, they had everything. I mean, you had the technical wizard in Seth Rollins. You had the guy who was, who had the, who was the jack of all trades in Dean Ambrose. And you had this one good-looking, powerful son of a bitch in Roman Reigns. I mean, it was just so badass. And the thing is, people were building Roman Reigns up to be this, the next big thing. And with guys like Ambrose and, you know, Rollins having his back, all he had to do was come in with a Superman punch and a spear. Damn, he was the main event. You could see he was the most over guy in the shield, no matter what. You might have liked Rollins more, you might have liked Ambrose more, but everyone would say he's the future WWE champion. Now that they broke them up, his flaws have been exposed. Exactly. He's got five moves. Exactly. That's, that's all he's that's... got. He's only got five moves. That's the problem. The Goldberg character doesn't work nowadays. It doesn't. See, as much as I love Bill Goldberg, as much as I love, you know... The way he'd come in with, he'd hit you, hit you again, spear, jackhammer you. Yeah, I'm in the back in two minutes. Fuck you all. The thing is, it doesn't work anymore. People want to see you go. They want to see a long, entertaining match. If they want to see a one-minute knockout, they'll watch the UFC. They want to see a 20-minute <laughs> snorfest, they'll watch the fucking Bellator. They came here to watch pro wrestling. They want to be entertained. Give us something worth watching. Give us my $50 worth. Or fuck you, quit selling it to me. Stan? Stan, yo, yo. you've been telling me that my head was up his ass, but you know that that was what I was saying before I even met this man. Oh, you're damn right. <laughs> no, that's something I can't dispute. I, I can't argue whatsoever because that's exactly what you and I have been talking about since we started uh, this with regard With regard to the Roman Reigns having only five moves. So and, yeah, that's yeah. What, he sees what I've been seeing. I just have to say Roman Reigns has all the potential in the world. He's a good-looking guy. He He's got a great build. He's powerful. I mean, that spear is the best spear I've seen since Goldberg. Right. I cannot deny it. He is, I really think and believe he one day could be the man. But because they prematurely ejaculated the breakup of the Shield, his flaws have been they've been exposed. Now everyone sees him as a joke. And I'm sad to say that's wasted potential because you will never see another man as great as Roman Reigns. He ha- if he had a bit more time to polish his skills, he'd be better off in the singles competition. It was too soon. Cannot disagree. No, Far you can't. too soon. No, Cannot- you can't. I, I gotta say, though, a bit off topic. Yeah. I gotta ask Leo. Yeah. Are you sure we're not related? <laughs> I mean, what, what you're saying right now, all, all your theories in life, especially in pro wrestling, they actually make a lot of sense. Most no. of it, most of it, except for Roman Reigns being sexy and all, but not no. he is sexy. I'm just, yeah, he really? is sexy. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll yeah. Talk about the later. Yeah, I love the man. The guy does have a good look. Yeah, he's got a great look. Uh, I'm true. just saying. I'm just, nothing, the, you know. Ladies must love him, though. No, the thing is, look, I can see that he's an attractive guy. We can all admit, no homo. Okay. Not no. That there's, not that oh, there's wow. anything wrong with that. Okay. Not that yeah, there's yeah. anything wrong with that. All right. He is an attractive, good-looking guy. That's all Siguro I'm saying. Ko, yeah. Siguro kami man crush Monday. Siguro Roman Reigns. Yeah. I have a big man crush on Roman Reigns. Why I'm not even not? going there. To my followers, I have nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do with it. No comment. Hashtag that. All right. right. <laughs> okay. So before we get ahead of ourselves, how about we get to our next match and just have a quick roundtable of predictions once again? Uh, okay. Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton. I'm gonna borrow a, a borrow word from you. Hot shot. You know this feud was kind of hot. Oh. Hot shot as well. 
a bit all over the place. I'm not exactly too fond of it, despite the fact that I'm a huge fan of Jericho. And I'm, I'm slowly being won over by Randy Orton again. It's, uh, it's a Randy Orton thing. It's his to lose because uh, he lost the match at SummerSlam against Roman Reigns. And he, we all know Chris Jericho's on his way out. So that means... It's Orton's to win the Liga. It's most probably going to be a Randy Orton win. How about our gentleman from PWR? Honestly, once again, he said that Jericho's going bye-bye again. So, yeah, give the win to Orton. I mean, it, it just makes sense. But the honest truth is, this feud could have been so much more. And I'm really disappointed because these guys actually have history. That's something yeah, that's that, right. that bothers me with WWE. They, they seem to, to kind of not refer to their history. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys have been... Have been going at since what, 2004, 2005? That's right. They feuded over the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I mean, only, only CM Punk remembers history. <laughs> right, because he referenced CM their Punk. Feud. And right now he is history. Right now oh, he is history. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah, he is history. And I have a bad feeling AJ is going to be history very soon. Oh, no, in the worst no, manner. Please. Her push at no, the very least is going to be history very soon. A lot of men everywhere just died inside. Accept <laughs> uh, the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Accept the truth. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But with regards to Orton and Jericho, they're obviously just trying to send Jericho away. I, I predict punt kick bye bye Jericho. <laughs> okay. It happened fair, fair before, enough. it's going to happen again. And uh, Ken Warren. 99% is good enough, just not good enough to beat me. That's a quote from Randy Orton. So I'm going Orton all the way. <laughs> Whoa. Strong words from Randy Orton. I yeah. know, I know. And uh, good on you for actually remembering your Randy Orton quotes. He's the viper. He's the apex predator for a good reason. Thank you for, man. Thanks for mentioning AJ Lee, by the way. Now that you remind me, we have a triple threat Divas Championship match that will take place. It's the Divas Champion page against AJ Lee and Nikki Bella. You know what? This is actually a toss-up of a match just because I'm still waiting for them to inject Brie Bella in it. That's true. I'm actually uh, predicting for that to happen. And that would be the reason why Nikki doesn't win it. Nikki or Brie don't win the title and Paige uh, retains it. See, the way I see it, Brie and Nikki will still continue to feud with each other. Like, it's not going to end at Night of Champions. Yes. And I kind of like the element where Brie actually saved Nikki from a Paige attack. And I think this happened either on SmackDown last week or on Raw. It kind of adds layers to their feud. But if you, t- if you want me to pick a winner gun to my head, I'd probably pick Paige to retain once again. Just because I need AJ to have a little bit more build-up to properly regain her championship. But I want to ask for your opinion, gentlemen. Let's start with Ken Warren this time. Paige is hot as hell. Thank you for that opinion. I that think that's something you opinion. and I share. Yeah, valid yeah, yeah. opinion. Because, I mean, look at her attire. It's so sexy. Now, that's sexy. He's sexier also- <laughs> than Roman Reigns. Let me just say something. Paige is overrated. She's, oh, n- she's not. She is not. Excuse me. Mr. Brian Leo, I think I'd like to give a shout out to Matt Rojas, one of your referees. I think he has something to say about that. <laughs> you know what? Paige has been wrestling since 14 years old, if not mistaken. Uh-huh. Right? So she has, young, she has yes. proven herself in a very young age. Now, out of one of the two who could actually go, who could actually wrestle, she deserves to be the champion and retain it and retain it, you know? She, she backs it up. Plus, her promos are getting better, just like mine. So, you know, <laughs> well, maybe it's in the same level as mine, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. Let's see how many retweets you get after that. Yeah. <laughs> overrated. At overrated, the Ken Warren. Ken Warren dash PWR. He's been saying overrated. Let's, let's ask him why it's overrated. Why yeah, she's overrated. What's wrong with Paige? analysis on this whole thing. This, the Divas title... Is ridiculous. Okay. okay. You, I mean, really, it's a butterfly. For God's sakes, you made a butterfly. How much demoralizing can it be for the women to actually hold that title proudly, quote unquote? Okay. What happened to just calling women's wrestlers women? I mean, what's wrong, what's wrong with being a woman? Anything wrong with being a woman? I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with so, being a woman. Uh, be, what, this being a diva, not a term to describe a woman last time I checked. 
Okay. True. That's actually, it actually refers to a, a woman who is hard to get along with. Exactly. That's my point. So, I mean, is this really the way you want to promote your female wrestlers? Uh, they're all divas. Just because one of them might have a great ass every now and then doesn't mean that every <laughs> single one of them is a diva, okay? Look, the honest truth is I miss my Trish Stratus. I miss my leader. Those women were hot, by the way. I just have to say, okay? And yeah, no they disagree- were. No disagreement here. Yeah, okay. I miss women like, you know, Victoria. I miss the days when it was a legit competitive women's division. Nothing against any of the women now, okay? They're great. Uh, I'm going to say it's AJ is a great wrestler, you know? Natty Nightheart, in my opinion, the best women's wrestler in WWE right now, highly underrated by the company, is a damn good wrestler. Even Paige is a good wrestler. She's just overrated, and I'll tell you why. The honest truth is, as far as I'm concerned, my mind, once you enter WWE, it's a clean slate. What you did in the past means shit. Once you've entered WWE, I want to see what you can do in the WWE. While she can go, she might have a technical, a bit of a technical prowess. She can maybe she can do a, pull off a few moves like what was that one? What's her finisher again? The page turner. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, a good theme song too. And, and she's rampage. She's gorgeous. Go. She's gorgeous. Right. I can't deny it. Right. But the thing is, but when I watch her, it's like uh, I don't see the charisma. I I don't see the appeal. I don't understand. You know why a lot of guys are really oogling over her besides the fact that she has a great body. I mean, where's the personality? AJ Lee has a ton of personality. Paige is the better wrestler in my view, but AJ Lee has a ton of personality. AJ Lee is a damn good entertainer. Yes, she is, actually. I agree that she is a better actress than she is a better wrestler. But you know what? To build on how Paige doesn't have a personality, I think the heel turn has actually helped her more than it has hurt her. Especially because I think this is the first time we've actually seen a bit of personality on Paige on the main roster. Now, back mm. in NXT, if you recall, uh, she was the anti-diva. But when she got absorbed into the main roster, she lost all that, all that attitude as the anti-diva. Exactly. That's the problem. Mm. Once you leave NXT, man, you restart fresh. That's the problem. I mean, they, they're not allowed to carry over their characters, which is ridiculous, the by the way. The only exception being Bo Dallas and his Bo Leave gimmick. And he flopped. <laughs> Look what happened. Because you know Bo Dallas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I never believed. Sorry, man. You should have been Sister Abigail. You were better oh. off drag for Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. You should have been Sister Abigail. Sorry, Anthony. Again, that's, uh, that's something we said as well before, right? <laughs> sorry, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I got to disagree with, with what you said to Paige. Going back, Mm. Brian Leo, at the end of the day, think again. I'm think thinking. again. Think She's again. Gorgeous, but overrated. Is this <laughs> is this gonna be like is this gonna be like the foundation of a future match between Brian Leo and Ken Warren to defend the honor of Paige? Is this something I, I, you're willing I to would, fight Brian Leo? I would Leo proudly for? do that, you know, with all my followers. I will humbly lay down and let you take the three count because I respect your opinion. Mm. Mutual but respect. this oh. is not something that I'm willing to really fight. It's a petty thing. In my view, she's overrated. I, I don't care. Yeah, he makes I, a lot of I sense. I respect women's wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Maybe if, you, if the WWE doesn't take their, their women's division seriously, why the hell should I? Oh, maybe a, over a poker game, maybe? I don't know. Okay, fine, fine. I love <laughs> poker. Sure, sure. <laughs> At least these two right, finally agreed on something. Let's move on. Let's How move about on. the tag team championship match? I'm excited about this. The it's, copper titles. It's, the copper it, titles. The, the yeah, penny exactly. belts. The penny belts. <laughs> it's uh, Golden Stardust against the Usos. I see Golden <laughs> and Stardust finally winning this. Just Same because I, it's been too long since the Usos won the championships. And I think it finally breathes a bit of fresh air into the tag team title scene to finally have Goldust and Stardust winning the championship again. A new champion. Uh, 
all the same because we've um, you know no offense to the Usos they've been really good face champions but it's been too long it's time to shake up the division a little bit and have heels be the champions this time around see we were hoping the Wyatts would actually win these championships two pay-per-views ago but we saw, we know now that that didn't happen but uh, I want to ask uh, what do Brian Leo and Ken Warren think uh, we can start with uh, Ken Warren this time again a lot of first a lot of exclusive tonight I have to agree with you, Stan. That's, uh-huh. a, that's a first, you know. To, wow. agree with, to agree with someone, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. It's a, it's a big deal for you. No, what do you mean? I, I have no, I have no <laughs> idea how I'm going to take this. Wow. Okay. So uh, compliment, but <laughs> actually is yes, actually is. Yes. Okay. So, thank you very much, Mister Warren. Take it as one. So, so I will. Going back to the top. Going back to business. I'm actually a fan of the Usos, but but the problem is like what you said. This is what I would agree with Brian Leo. The Usos are overrated. Not Thank Paige, you. The Usos. I like their skills, man. I like from their entrance, just like me, dude. The charisma, that appeal that they that they have, just by being in front of that crowd, by that I don't know, short three to five seconds, they would see them. Oh hell, you know it's the real goddamn deal. Back to what what uh, what I was planning to say. I have to agree with you. Like gold and stardust. Wait, what what happened to your names? Gold, it's like gold. That's now gold. No one's no, gold. No, he's gold. Us. It's just, uh, it's just because they have dust at the end of their name. They have to contract it. Yeah, it's just but easier. It's, to, it's, so, it's, wrong, it's, it's right? so stupid. Yeah, dust brothers sounds it's, sounds even better. Dust brothers, dust brothers. But but anything is better than gold and stardust. So One true. of the corniest names I've seen in true, recent memory. True. I just have to say, don't you guys miss the days when there were actually good tag teams in the WWE tag division? Yeah, I do. I mean, and I mean, it, it's been we've been having a, a drought so uh, lately. You know, that's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. And you know, lately we've been seeing um, times where it seems like it would start, and then they would stop, and they would start again, stop again. Sure. And I mean, now it's, it's, it's no SmackDown Six. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, circa two thousand two. Yeah, exactly. Awesome time, by the way. Yeah, very mm-hmm. awesome time. Yeah. And I do wish that uh, under Triple H, um, the tag team division is gonna see a resurgence because there are a lot of good wrestlers waiting in the wings down at NXT, and well, even then, even in the main roster. But at least right now we have at least a certain sense of depth, a semblance of depth in the tag team division. It's not it's not as good as before yet, but I do like to think that it might be getting there, uh, given the right amount of attention and and effort. Well, personally, may I say something? I grew up loving the tag team division. My favorite wrestlers back in those days were the Hardy Boys. Uh-huh. I loved Jeff Hardy a bit more when I was younger, God, but older Matt became my boy. <laughs> right. Really? I love How Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy's the shit, man. All Jeff does is jump. <laughs> Come on, fucking guy. But he does a leg drop. That's his big move. That's his big high fly. Yeah, but you don't need to high fly, man. Look, Matt has a more resilient career than Jeff. Jeff looks like he could fall apart any minute. <laughs> but I mean, he come doesn't. On. But he doesn't. Hey, Matt Hardy is stronger than death, gentlemen. That's right. You Maybe. wouldn't be stronger than death because he ain't doing shit like Jeff is doing. Maybe the version one, because he was doing something like what the social media sinister is doing, but the Matt Hardy stronger than that? I oh, know, hell no. I loved Matt Hardy version one. Same I'm here. a Same V1 here. fanatic. V1 now. V1 is the man. Everybody knows Matt Hardy can slam a tornado and he can dry up the sea air. He is the shit. Hashtag Mattitude. That's right, baby. Now, going back to the tag division, I'm actually very upset and disappointed by the tag division simply because of all the potential tag teams that they could have had. I mean, look, at one point, they had the Kings of Wrestling on That's their right. contract for yes, the right. six. Yes, they did. I mean, they had the opportunity to hire the Briscoe Brothers. Do you know why they didn't hire them? Because they didn't like their, their non-PG no, gimmick. No, man. They were not cosmetically pleasing. What? That was Johnny what? Ace's... Re- this, this is from the Briscoe Brothers' own words. Johnny Ace didn't hire the Briscoes because they were not cosmetically pleasing. I... N- 
All I knew was that they were too, you know, explicit for the WWE's uh, PG gimmick. I have to say this. Uh, you think Roman Reigns is sexy, but Jay Briscoe is a good-looking man. And Ace is mine. If you're not a supermodel, and apparently if you're not a bodybuilder, you can't get you. They were not to them from the Briscoe's own mouths. Huh? They were not cosmetically pleasing enough to get into the WWE. Okay, fuck you, Johnny Ace. Okay, first of all, <laughs> this ain't a damn beauty contest. I know I'm I'm good looking, but not everybody can be that good looking. Okay, look. You know, if I had five pesos for every pot shot that uh, Brian Leo's taking tonight, I'd be a very rich man tonight. Nobody well, cares, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Thank I'm you. Saying, this is Thank one you. of our most pot shot laden episodes here on the SGP. <laughs> it's podcast. also one of your better episodes. That's all I gotta say, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Come on. Now we're back to the tag division as. They had so much potential. I mean, you had guys who were doing nothing. Like, let's say Wade Barrett for a while was doing nothing. That's right. You had, you know, I mean, really, you couldn't have paired up KCS Ono and Wade Barrett at one point? Yeah, two hard hitters, two guys who like just using their elbows. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mark out for the elbow smash. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that, and that's just an example. I mean, they, they had so much potential with these tag teams. I mean, they could have put, you know, uh, Evan Bourne and... and uh, Co- uh, no, not Kofi. Kofi. That already happened. My bad. But they could have had them given given them a longer run. By the that's way, that's true. But well, that's well, Evan Bourne's yeah, fault. Evan Bourne's fault. In many oh. ways, yes. Actually, <laughs> he got yeah. injured, right? Yeah, he got injured. He got, and injured high. And he got and busted high. for synthetic marijuana. Oh, oh, too high. He went too high. Twice. Oh, he went too hard twice. Twice. <laughs> Damn it. But my point is, they had so much potential, and, and it looked like, like you said, they kept it was coming up, going down, coming up, going down. I mean, what happened to the primetime players? Those fuckers were worth I millions of dollars. Pri- I miss the primetime players. I mean, they were I, worth. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, right, but I have right. to say that the Uso suck dick. I'm saying <laughs> yes, they are not good. I, I, I had respect for the Usos, but the thing is, they're haka. Only one of them knows how to do the fucking haka. First of all, okay. I mean, like you have one guy like. Ah, and then you have some other guy just smiling like an idiot because he doesn't know what the fuck the words are. You know, well, I'd like to I see an argument to, right now. Because I have to agree with that. I do made the, have made that um, observation. Here's the thing, though, and I know this. I know you're a huge Usos fan, and you advocate for them as the greatest face yes, tag I, yeah, team I, today. I, I, I stand by that, but I did notice that one of them. I mean, I think it's Jay. He doesn't know how to do the hawker. He doesn't know how to say the word. The, the Siva Tao. The Siva Tao. Yes, sorry, the Siva Tao. Uh, he doesn't know how to say the word. He's just he's just playing along with Jay, Jimmy. Jimmy's the one who knows it, yeah. Antawag <laughs> No, and the thing is, but, uh, and you look at the prime timers, these guys were two good-looking buff guys. They had charisma. Were they that great in the ring? Okay. Admittedly, no. No, Darren Young was Darren the workhorse. Good, Titus is, O'Neil is was the wrestler. charismatic wrestler. I thought Titus was the workhorse. No, no, Darren no, was the workhorse. No? Really? Well, yeah. Okay, well, I guess my, my point of view was different then. But my point is, these guys were really entertained. I mean, they had this, this whole millions of dollars thing. I could imagine millions of people in the crowd doing that shit. I mean, who wouldn't want to grab one of their good friends and go, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's catchy. And we mark off. Yeah, that. we did. And they were money with AW on the mic for them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Until the whole Kobe Bryant thing, but um yeah, but yeah. my point is even after he was gone, they still had charisma. I mean, that I mean, they were hilarious with this thing on Superstars. I think it was on Superstars where they were like working to get on SmackDown, but they but you know, Darren had this thing for for Tamina and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they yeah, were I so see, right? entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, they were charismatic. My point no, before I get over besides myself, all right. Point is, you had a lot of potential with the teams. Okay, why is it that that you keep dropping the ball all the time? Why can't you even give them a good-looking title to be proud of? Look at that shit! It looks like a freaking penny! I, I'm not even kidding! <laughs> Which is it, why they call it the it, penny belt. It is the penny <laughs> really? belt. They probably cost them that much to make the damn belt. 
I mean, look at I. I mean, if I was a, one of the tag team champions, I would be. I wouldn't dare bring that anywhere I go. I'd be ashamed. After the match, I would leave it to Vince. Hold it for me when I come back for the next show, please. I don't want to bring this home. I will look like a fucking joke. All right, this is Brian what you Leo. Value me. All right, I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me ask you this question: Since you're trying to make a name for yourself here in the Philippines in PWR, and because of your ardent really love for tag teams, <laughs> you have to answer me. This, uh, answer this question for me. Who will you pick as your tag team partner if there was a tag teams division in PWR? The man to, I have two choices. The man to my right, obviously. Uh-huh. Ooh. Obviously. Nice choice, social media sinister. Obviously. Okay. Right. And your your second choice? Jake DeLeon. Oh, really? Really. Interesting. Why? Why to JDL? Because like I said, I don't agree on his views. I don't, you know, I, I personally think he's just trying to hold everyone down by calling them Alipins. Right. But it, you cannot deny a man's talent. Cannot deny a man's talent. He is one of the best in the company. Well, well after all, he has made something of, his, of himself. How about yeah. a guy like Mayhem Brannigan? What can you say? Don't ever mention that name ever again. Ooh. Mayhem Brannigan is a psychopath. All right? That man gave me a concussion. Okay. Oh, speaking of the concussion, how was that? How did that, um, how did that happen for those who weren't at Revolution now? Well, we had a pretty intense hardcore match that, you know, I was unjustly put in, by the way. <laughs> This whole thing, sir, I was there holding the mic, telling people who I was and what the deal was, all right? And out of nowhere, this idiot in a mask jumps out of the ring onto me and knocks my head on the freaking cemented floor. I finished that match dizzy, by the way. I, was, I went through that entire 20 minutes dizzy. Damn. Right. See, we actually got exclusive photos of the injury of uh, your injured ear. <laughs> my injured ear. Uh, by the way, to the people who thought it was a chair shot to the ear, stupid. <laughs> the chair cannot physically go inside the <laughs> ear, stupid. The ear. Uh, okay, if it was a chair shot to the ear, you wouldn't see my ear anymore, stupid. How the hell would I get a cut in the inner <laughs> ear, stupid? I have to keep saying stupid because you are stupid. You're stupid, 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 stupid. Stupid. <laughs> All right. Now, with regards to the cut, there was another um, moment in that match where I was laying down on the mat. Mayhem, the psychopath that he is, slipped out of the ring, started throwing a bunch of cookie pans and, and, you know, and pizza pans or whatever you call them inside the ring. One of them connected with my ear. Uh-huh. So th- that's how it happened. Okay. Nasty. Uh-huh. It was nasty. Believe me, I couldn't hear out of my right ear for a few minutes. Right. I didn't go deaf. Don't worry. I'm fine. I'm fine. I didn't go deaf. <laughs> so the record is uh, set clear tonight. It was um, a, a bunch of cookie pans, uh, cookie whatevers being thrown in the ring and hit. Cookie trays and pizza pans. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Another exclusive. The best damn guest. Right ever. Now. Ever. Oh, ever. At the moment. <laughs> By the way, Warren, man. You, man, you're pissing me off. Man, why are you mentioning Mayhem Brannigan to me for, man? That's a psychopath. Oh, he shouldn't uh, even be in PWR. He's dangerous. He's not a human being. Okay. He is not a human being. The only reason Mayhem Brannigan is even in this planet is because his father couldn't afford a contraceptive. Strong <laughs> words. He can warn we like your attitude, but this is the reason why we're asking the questions. Oh, okay, okay. okay. You don't set off the guests like that, Mr. Warren. That even was though, even though you're a guest. Should be an insane asylum. <laughs> but that, that was my. We're in Mandaluyong, okay, right? Yes, we in are. Mandaluyong, uh, isn't there one around here that famous man? Where he has to be? Probably where he was born and raised. <laughs> I'm it's not the sure. Only one. I'm not sure. If I'll give you another exclusive right here. Another exclusive. You want to know how ugly Mayhem Brannigan is? 
Okay. Go on, ask me. Ask me now. How, how ugly, ugly is Mayhem Brannigan? Mayhem Brannigan is so ugly that the sweat goes off his head backwards just so he can avoid touching <laughs> his face. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why he wears a mask. It is illegal for him to show his face in public. That's one smart thing that people have thought up in this country. Never allow Mayhem Brannigan to show his face. He ugly. <laughs> that is why that is why he wears a Hannibal Lecter style mask. Dangerous. Man, that guy will bite you. He's dangerous. He's crazy. Now I know. So how the hell does he now ha- I know. How the hell does he have a job in this company again? That's a good question. <laughs> I demand he be removed. If it were up to me, he would be removed. He's a psychopath. Okay? But- I'm saying this right here right now. I will never wrestle anybody named Mayhem Brannigan. Never again. Ever. Again. But what if Mr. William Melvin makes you wrestle him? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't. Would he? No. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, could, no, no, he no. could, he you, could. No, okay, that's, that's not... That's <laughs> no, gentlemen, because I assure you, Mr. That's, William Melvin's probably listening to this podcast. Let's not dwell yes, on... Yes, shout not, out, boss. Let's not dwell on the negatives right now. That's, we're talking about Night of Champions. We were, we were, we were sidetracked for uh, quite a bit there. <laughs> quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, a very interesting sidetrack, yeah, nonetheless. Brannigan, but by the way, even though he's a psychopath, is a much more entertaining idea. Than the than the Uso brothers taking on what the dust the the the, the dusty the brothers gold and the gold star dust oh, yeah. stupid ass yeah. name and why the hell are they making Cody Rhodes into gold dust too uh, I don't know it's but creepy he, as he hell. does ha- he does seem to be having so much yeah, fun I mean, it's actually something I've enjoyed as yeah, well I mean, I, 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 I mean no, like when a guy believes in his own character it's something we all believe maybe he might be enjoying it you know what I mean but I really think yeah I, I love no this point to it I mean yeah I mean the thing is. I liked him when he had that mask on before. That's all. I, that's all I gotta say. I mean, they're very talented. Honest truth is, both teams are very talented. Obviously, the team that's gonna win are the Dusty Brothers, simply because Dusty you know. Simply because okay, or or the Rhodes Brothers or whatever you call them, simply because they do deserve it. And I hope, I keep hoping that this is a chance for a resurgence in the tag team division. And uh, Ken Warren, your prediction. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the unfortunate thing. Uh, I'm going with the gold and stardust guys. All right, unfortunate. All right. How about the United States Championship? Sheamus and Cesaro. This is going to be a AKA good fight. Nobody gives a shit. Oh. <laughs> right after I build it up, you shoot it down. Yeah. And, and you have to, I, th- I think we know why. This is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a challenge for Brian Leo in 60 seconds or less. Can you explain why nobody gives a shit about this U.S. title feud? Because it's the U.S. title. Who cares? People have they've been shitting on it for a long time. Nobody cares. I mean, look, it doesn't have the history that the IC title has. Even the WCW US title doesn't have the history that the IC title has. And this feud, this match has been done so many times. I mean, this feud has been going on since what? Since Payback? Yeah, that's right. Where, where they blew off Cesaro's push. Yes, they, they did. They killed his momentum by not giving it to him. Yeah. In, in, in a match that was spectacular that, that ended stupidly. At this point, if they, even if they give him the belt, no one's going to care. They, they, they blew it. With well, Cesaro, I do, they blew it. I do hope that if he does win the belt, and I do think he's not going to win the belt this time. Again. Only because, only because <laughs> Again. Um, they're building up to a future win, I think. That's my opinion. I do hope that when he does win it, I hope people will care more. Because I don't think, uh, as you said, I don't think uh, people care a lot about Shameless. Because he's been you know running on the same you know weird, bland, I don't know what that is, character for... Uh, I mean, if, if you didn't even call it a character. No, I mean, no. I just don't get why, why you're no. shoving him down our throats. I mean, he started out great in, EC, in the WWE ECW thing. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he, did. he started out great. But then when, when they were shoving, making him WWE champion after a month on Raw and After all that, two months, I mean, that's right. Two months, my bad. 
Wow, an extra month. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, it's just, you know, come on, man. Nobody cares about you. As great as you might be, nobody cares. That's the honest <laughs> truth. Nobody cares the about Seamus. But the kids. They do? <laughs> But the kids. They, they do. do. So why is he in the WWE main event right now? Because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, But come on. Kids, yeah, kids. All right, uh, and uh, what's your prediction? Sheamus Cesaro. Sheamus is going to win this one, if only because to extend the feud, and Cesaro <laughs> wins it at some other point in time. I would just like it to mercifully end on it. To be to be Thank very you. honest I with you, I want you to, to mercifully end. No, me too, me too. Cesaro But take this the title is what I'm seeing. And this move what on. I'm seeing that it's not going to end yet. I I want it to end. I want Cesaro to win right now. But I, don't I think want it to move happen. on, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, I so. I beg to differ. I'm choosing Cesaro. He's going to win it. Well, Then you're going to like him again. I, I do hope. Like I, him no, again. personally, I do like Cesaro. Cesaro is a hit. Especially he copied your look, right? Oh wow! Oh, we're going there. Oh, we're going there. I copied his look. Mr. Warren, this is why I issued a warning. Never ask the questions again, my friend. Oh, my bad. My We're bad, trying not bad. to tick off the guests. My bad, my bad. Okay, to, to all the people listening, okay, I don't look like Cesaro. <laughs> just because I'm bald doesn't mean I look like Cesaro. And to that idiot who said I look like Justin Credible, you shut up. <laughs> I do not look like Justin Credible, damn it. I am me, and me is I, and I am whatever I say I am, and I am classical Brian Leo, and classical Brian Leo is I. He is I, and I am him, and there ain't no one that can deny it. All right, before Mr. Brian Leo gets more pissed off, let's move on, Sam. <laughs> uh, we have the main event, obviously. Uh, you have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, wait, 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 That was the card? No, wait, wait, we forgot. How would you miss Whoa. the match? The Intercontinental exactly. Championship. Exactly. Hold on. Are you kidding Hold on. me? You fuckers were listening. See, I was testing you. I was trying to see if you fuckers uh, were listening. No, 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 no. Talk to my agent. I was trying to test you guys. <laughs> of course, right. everybody's been very invested in this one. Miz and Ziggler, actually, they've become the most entertaining mid mid card story happening right now. Sadly, they're still mid card. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's sadly. true. But of course, we can't take that away from them. We can't take away the fact now. It's been so entertaining seeing Damian Mizdow, seeing Miz and Mizdow as the money makers, as Roe likes to call them, and then Dolph Ziggler and R. Ziggler. That's Pure genius. You have to love the fact that JBL is pretty much putting our truth over. Yeah, by 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 selling the whole stunt double thing, even though we all know what the difference is between our truth and Dolph Ziggler. Right, right. And you have to give everybody credit for that. It's very entertaining. And I, you know what? This is one feud I wouldn't mind seeing continue. But I, no, but it has to end sometime. It has to end sometime. But you know, it it could probably continue for another another good match or two. Maybe not until the next pay per view. And that's why I'm saying that Dolph's probably going to win this and move on to his next challenger. Same here. I'm um, going to say that as well. Personally speaking, I just want to say, you know, to me, Dolph Ziggler is the Kurt Henning of our generation. Really? I mean, the, the, he is the man. He's got the look. He's he's got. Decent mic skills, in my opinion, pretty decent mic skills, and he can go. I mean, nobody sells. I, it's, I agree. It's, it's become yeah. cliche. Nobody sells better than Dolph Ziggler, and it's kind of a shame that he hasn't really been given the ball, or when they gave him the ball, they kind of took it away from him after an injury. But you know, I hopefully he can bounce back from it. I don't see it happening personally because he's uh -huh. been just you know, he's been the mid card for too long. No, here's my question for you. I, I want to pick your brain genuinely mm. on this, I Mr. Want to say, I want Mr. To say, Mr. It's funny that Dolph Ziggler is the Kurt Hennig of this generation more than Kurt Hennig's son. 
Oh right. my god, yeah. But that's a different issue altogether wow. because we know that, you know, Kurt Henningson has a long way to go to even be in the same conversation. But let me go back to this question that I want to pose to Brian Leo. It. This question pretty much is about Dolph Ziggler's ability. We know how mm. he, he always goes at 100% yeah. in every match, whether it's a live event or a pay-per-view mm. match. Now, how is it going to help him help him try to grab that brass ring once again when WWE is showing an inclination against that mindset? Because mm. from, from what we read and from what we understand, mm-hmm. and this is something we all share, Dolph Ziggler probably doesn't get as many opportunities as we'd like him to be because he doesn't, he doesn't save a lot for the big shows. Mm. So, so how, does he, how, how can he go past that? How can he transcend that? And I, I want to pick your brain on this. Well, the honest thing I have to tell you is while you should always try to give your best, right. it's not always the, the right thing to do to give 100%. I mean, you have to understand when when you're when you're working for TV. I mean, I've never done, I've never actually worked a match on TV. Okay, but the thing is, from what I understand, is you have a certain time limit to work with. Right. And the thing is, I, I have to say this. Okay, you, you can't expect every single match on the show to be a show stealer. Uh huh. You have to leave something for the main event, because in the end, that's what's drawing the money. Right. The main event is what's drawing the crowd. If you're gonna, if if the, every single match from the beginning up down to the match before the main event is gonna be a five star match, you're burning out the crowd. All right, but you I'm, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But let me ask you this now: mm. as somebody who believes in always just giving it your one hundred percent to be mm. better than what you aspire to mm. be, how do you reconcile that? Let's say you were in that position where golf oh. is in, and I want to see where your character is. Like you know, your character as a person—that's what you believe in—and yet mm. you're told to always just. Save something for a bigger show and not always give your 100%. How will you sleep at night knowing that? The honest truth is you have to think of it as playing smart. Giving 100% means you're wearing yourself out 100%. I mean, could you just imagine going in day in, day out, every day I've got to go give my best. I have to give 100%. I have to, I have to bump crazy. I have to, I have to jump over this. I have to you know, hit, hit the zigzag and, and concuss myself over and over and over again. The thing is, the reason Dolph gets injured so often is because he's going 100%. You have to plan yourself carefully. You have to plot out your moves properly. I mean, you, it's not right to do... I mean, how do I say this? It's like um, Jeff Hardy. Uh-huh. Jeff Hardy is a perfect example. When you see Jeff Hardy jump off a 50-foot ladder, is it awesome? Of course it is. If you see him do it every single day, is it still awesome? Exactly. That's the point. And the thing is, your body feels the same way. It might be, you might get a rush of adrenaline at the first time you do it, but you have to give yourself time to recover. And the thing is, if you're going 100%, you're, you're leaving yourself open for injuries, open for a bunch of problems. You, you're not reliable in the main event spot if you're going to get injured the next day. Sure, that makes sense to me. But how do you explain that to your fans? How do you explain that to people who expect you to always give your 100% every single night? I can can answer this because, as you can see, some of our favorite wrestlers have been sidelined or retired early because of this exact thing, that they're going 100%, if not all the time, most of the time, in order to entertain the fans. You know, we've seen Edge retire early because of... uh, of a really dangerous neck injury. Si Daniel Bryan, alang, who's yeah, still sidelined exactly, until exactly. now. Yeah. And you've got Christian, who's who can't wrestle as much now because he always keeps getting injured. Because, you know, as you said, he's been, Punk. he's been he's made a living out of going hard, going high, and you know, just being all around, uh, you know, a bumper for everyone. And in a way, I think that's what we have to sell the fans that I know that this stuff is exciting when you see it a lot, uh, all the time, but. 
it's also you have to have mercy on your favorite wrestlers mm, that true. they're giving it up for exactly. you on the they're putting their body on the line night night in and night out for you. But come on, guys! I know that um, you can be entertained by less. It's possible. Now the thing is, people have to understand sometimes less is more. True. That's the honest true. truth. Sometimes true. less is more. And with regards to to you know maybe you, you you're expecting these people to the people expect to give a hundred percent or whatnot. The thing is, you have to understand there's a bigger payday coming out for you. Okay, the pay per view is always a bigger payday. Okay, like he said, careers are shortened if you keep going at a hundred percent. Do you really want want to shorten your career just because you broke your neck at a house show with not even that many people watching? And the thing here is that fans seem to overrate work rate. The, he- the real thing here is that work rate is not greater than storytelling in the ring. Thank you. You have to be able to tell a good story first before you go out there you know, doing flips, doing a whole lot of moves, just being exciting out there. But what good is that if you can't tell a story? Oh, naman. and that's something I understand. And mm-hmm. coming from the background of, of a storyteller, you need to na po. Every time you look on TV, every time you watch a match, every time you even watch a segment or a promo, you look for the story. Because without the story, if it's just a showcase of what you can do, then it leaves something hanging inside the viewer. And as a viewer, magkukulang ka, magkukulang ka, and you feel like you're not getting your money's worth anyway at the end of the day. And I do think that um, Dolph is actually headed for that. I, I figured that, I, I made this prediction that uh, Dolph is going to be the next Christian in the sense oh, that oh, he's no. going oh, no, to no, 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 get no. too beat up because of what he does in the ring to entertain the fans that he won't have, he won't, you know, be lucky enough to have a really long main event career if he even gets to the main event. Like he won't have enough in the tank, yeah. That's, what, that's the thing that Dode is thinking too. If you're killing yourself now, you're not going to last a long time. But there's, a, I mean? but there's but there's actually a way to go about that, and uh, something that uh, Brian Leo brought up earlier is actually saving something for the for the big show, saving something exactly. for the main event. Now let's get back to the predictions. Now Ziggler and Miz, who do you have winning this, gentlemen? Ken Warren, I would pick the Zig man because Show Off does it better than anyone else. And uh, Brian Leo, uh, I don't see the Miz going that far anymore, to be honest with you, and that's a shame. This is a shame because I think he is talented and quite underrated, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But once again. Ziggler. By the way, I, I, I really wish that they would have put paired them up with Ric Flair. That's right. I really I, wish they uh, we, we, all, we all marked out when uh, Dolph, and, uh, Dolph and Ric Flair, no, when The Miz and Ric Flair started coming out together, hoping that you know, Ric Flair could do something with the younger guys. But apparently, even that's not happening now, especially given the physical condition that Ric Flair is in. No, that's a shame. True, true. That's a real shame. All right, and now it is time for our predictions for the huge oh, main event. Wow. The rematch from SummerSlam. It's the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Brock Lesnar against John Cena. You know, people on Rappler have been divided over this. Uh, a lot of people have a lot to say, but let's start all off. All over the internet have been divided on this. That's right. Really? People yes. Well, n- not so divided. Maybe <laughs> maybe not in the result, but in the way Cena is going to be portrayed. You know, I'm not surprised with the reaction because he is the human trending topic. Yeah, he knows is. his He hashtags. knows what's happening. And this is why I'm the social media sinister. No, no, no. How are you divided with this kind of situation? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Lesnar, I think, is going to win. That's, that's, Thank you. Thank that's, you. that's not it. in question, I think. So far, it's not in question. But the way it's going to happen is it are we going to see another, you know, 16 suplexes and nothing from <laughs> Cena? Or are we going to see a more competitive match between the two after, 
you know, the, the glorified squash that was a SummerSlam main event. <laughs> the way I see it, Lesnar's still winning this, and he's doing it with a competitive Cena, trying to bring out the best in both Lesnar and Cena. Mm-hmm. Cena's going to be a fight. He's going to be a fighter. He's going he's to come out a bigger star than he was at SummerSlam, and for good reason. They have to build him up as an underdog. And no, uh, and not just that, but Cena's not stupid. He's a, he's a championship-level talent. He's a future Hall of Famer, no doubt. But... Come on! If you don't come in your second match, your rematch, without knowing, without you know, without having learned something new, you know, yeah, mo. exactly. And I don't, you know, I don't think Cena's a dumbass. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not. He's dumbass for for being brave and taking all those suplexes. But <laughs> I don't think he's a dumbass in not having a new game plan for Brock Lesnar. And logically, it's going to create more drama, Shempre. If Cena goes down with a fight this time, let's ask the gentleman, uh, Brian Leo, who do you have winning this one and how? Uh, let me just say this: If Brock doesn't win. Then the whole SummerSlam thing was pointless. If Brock doesn't win, I agree. True. Brock has to win, and he's gotta pass that title to whom they see as the next guy. I agree. See, they have to wind Cena down right now. As much as they want to push him hard, the man's thirty-seven years old. He's constantly getting injured. You know, it's about time to you know, to maybe just just honestly just wind it down. Something that Vince has to accept. He did it with Hulk Hogan. Right. He's gotta do it with Super Cena too. He has to wind it down. Whomever they're gonna put in his spot. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't see anyone who's actually capable of taking the spot right now. Right. Maybe Ambrose. Maybe. Maybe. I don't see why not. Uh, I don't see there are only two people who I see beating Brock Lesnar. And those two are? Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose. Okay. That's Fair interesting. Enough. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll tell interesting you. Interesting choices. Yeah, I'll tell you why. If ever you give me the time to rant some more, I'll tell you why sure. later. Go right ahead. Yeah. Okay, fine. Simply put, with Daniel Bryan, I truly believe... Uh, the way that they've been pushing Brian since he came to WWE has been, you know, it's it's never him being the badass like he was in Ring of Honor. He's such a real badass. Come here, I'm going to kick your ass and whatever. No. That's right. You're going to get your fucking head kicked in. Exactly. Here, he's no. not the biggest guy in WWE, so I, it's understandable why yeah. they don't push him like exactly. that. Exactly. They're pushing him as the guy who can take over, take you, take you down once you make a mistake. Uh-huh. All it's going to take for Brian to win a match, if you think about it, has always been one mistake from his opponent. Here comes the LaBelle lock. One mistake, here comes the head kick. That's the way I see it happening. It's going to be a real technical match. It's going to be, it's basically Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez, the way I see it. The technical guy <laughs> taking on the big powerhouse. I could actually see Le- Brian tapping Lesnar out. Mm, I can see it. It would make sense because he has I'd a like background in MMA. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that happen. And I'd love to see that happen just because there'll be Eddie Guerrero all over again. Exactly. And by the way, that was an, an awesome moment. I did, as a kid, I didn't expect Eddie to win. Really, I, didn't I think, expect I think Eddie he never did. So I, I know I was a mark then, and I knew Brock was a big, ba- big bad guy, and yeah. Eddie wasn't exactly. I mean, I loved Eddie, but he wasn't the biggest guy in the room. Yeah, man. Hey, full yeah. disclosure, I'm I'm one of the, one of the biggest Eddie Guerrero marks around, and you know that moment actually brought me to tears. That was so shocking, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter that Goldberg helped him out. The fact is that he won. You know exactly. what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you the for fact putting is, it is out that there. he won. Look, the thing is, it doesn't really matter that Goldberg got involved in the match. The point is, he won. Nobody saw him winning. I think everybody, whether you're a smart or a mark, you all thought Brock was going to go over. You all thought he was going to go to the main event mania. We were all wrong. Guerrero won, and it was such a great moment. I really think we're going to get that match. We could get that magic again with Daniel Bryan. Is it going to happen? Uh, probably not. But, you know, I really think we could. 
with regards to Ambrose and the way they've been pushing him lately yeah. with his gimmick being this psychopath just going out there fighting no matter what. Not just a psychopath. He's like a cockroach. He doesn't stay down. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the beauty of it. You would have to be a crazy motherfucker to want to fight Brock Lesnar. Right. And that's Dean Ambrose. He's a crazy mother. He will fight anybody. It doesn't matter how big you are. He will fight you. And you know what? We've said this on the podcast before. Dean Ambrose is more Superman than Roman Reigns is with the way he's been booked. But it's exactly. entertaining. It's really entertaining so far. I can't complain about uh, the superhuman booking. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. The thing is, I never followed John Moxley until he came to WWE. I, I have no idea where he's from. Uh, you and a lot of other people. I'm, you uh, know. No, 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 nothing uncommon there. Mm. Yeah, no shame there. Yeah. But the thing is, with Dean Ambrose, Ambrose to me is the perfect example of everything a wrestler could and should be. Gifted in the ring, great on the mic, understands a character, knows how to put his, himself and his opponents over. And I'm, I guarantee you, if he's given the ball, he will draw. Ambrose can draw. He's got a damn good name. It's such a badass name. Dean Ambrose. <laughs> All right. right. And uh, Ken Warren, your prediction on this rematch. Who's going to take this? By the way, and how Brock is this wins. going down? <laughs> yeah, right. Brock wins first. There you go. That's the answer. But I just got to add a bold prediction. He would probably win via a Kimura lock. Wow. That's my bold prediction. Can make Cena tap out? Yeah. yeah. He's going to break that damn arm of the wow. champ. When's the last time John Cena's tapped out? I don't know. Uh, Kurt Angle. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. Right, right, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. A lot of times. Angle is actually the last person to make John Cena tap out. That was like in the year 2005 or six, wow. something like that. I Ma- think maybe four. I, I think if Cena doesn't tap out, he gets his arm broken. Probably. Yeah, you know I prefer Cena the is. second one. Yeah, I prefer the second scenario actually. Because Masbage to never give up na gimmick, right? Yeah, mm. Masbage, and you know he still gets over. He still goes over mm. with him tapping out with the crowd. He gets everything. the sympathy of the crowd and everything. Yeah, thank mm. you, thank you, Ken Warren. And that about does it for our predictions. Uh, you, we've given ours for Night of Champions. What are your predictions for Night of Champions? Hit us up. We're on social media too, just like Ken Warren, just like Brian Leo. Our Twitters are at Stan947. At Rose War. And that's where you can find us. And of course, we can't say goodbye without mentioning the social media uh, platforms where you can reach Wait. our friends from PWR. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Uh, just between the two of us, we got, because we got to wrap this up real quick. Uh, Stan, what do you have? My pick of the week, I think this is going to be, well, one of the biggest matches of the year. NXT TakeOver main event, Fatal 4-Way. Uh, God damn it. Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, damn it. Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd. What a match. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Watch it right damn now. Damn it. Okay, so I have no other picks of the week. I have to agree with you that that is my pick of the week. So before we end the show, before we wrap it up, let's hear from our guests one last time. Talk to your, talk to your opponents for Renaissance. Cut them one last promo. Uh, Mr. Brian Leo, please cut a promo against JDL. All right. First things first. To JDL, I have a lot of respect to you. I have a lot of respect for Jake DeLeon. The man's a great talent. But the honest truth is he's just not as good as me. And he will never be as good as classical Brian Leo. And all of you who think that being a leap is a good thing, I'm telling you now, you can be so much better. Aspire to be so much better. Believe me when I say it is... For your own good. And where can our fans reach Brian Leo? You can reach me on Facebook. It's the one that I'm paying people to monitor for me. All right. Uh, so it's facebook.com slash classical Brian Leo. All right. All right. And for Mr. Ken Warren, please do your thing. Put yourself over. And attack Chris Panzer with a verbal barb. Okay. Three, two, one. Scene. <laughs> hey, kid, listen. Uh, Amboy, Chris Panzer. I hope you, well, you know. 
I hope you paid your life insurance because once you step inside that squared circle with your virtual maker, yours truly, the OG of IG, the face of Facebook, Twitter's favorite, the social media sinister crowd proclaim human trending topic, Ken Warren, you will need an extra pair of underwear. Besides that, you will die trying to outdo, out-wrestle, out-perform me inside that ring. Of course, our listeners can find the social media sinister on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Let them, let them know where they can reach you. First of all, on Facebook, that's Ken Warren-PWR. They made me do it. I had to say it one more time. And uh, at the Ken Warren on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can bet your gals find as wine behind if you have one that you can hashtag that. All right, all right. And for those who want to watch uh, PWR Renaissance on the, on the 27th, please uh, invite them all again. Netizens, nerds, geeks, everyone who's a loser, who's planning to be a winner just like me, catch us at the PWR Renaissance event on September 27, 2014. Gates open at 6 p.m. Bell time is at 7 p.m. for the very, very, very reasonable price of 250 pesos. It's not expensive, kids. Trust me, you can beg for that much money in two weeks. You'll get it. You'll get it. Witness the rebirth of Philippine pro wrestling with its finest performers. Classical, Brian Leo, and... The crowd proclaim human trending topic, the social media sinister, the real goddamn deal, Ken Warren. And by the way, you can put a hashtag on that. And in the end, when you go to that show, September 27th, don't forget the time, baby. It's not Filipino time, please. Don't make it Filipino time. Gates open at 6, bell time at 7, 250 pesos. It is... For your own good. Hashtag that. All right, and we're excited to see Thank the show. So- Thank you so much, guys. And for that about wraps it up for us, Dan. That about wraps it up for this episode of the SGP Podcast. Thank you for clicking download. Thank you for playing this. And please, before you finish this episode, tell your friends. Because at the end of the day, yeah. Pinoy wrestling fans need to get together. Tell your friends, not just about us, but about PWR. We've been mentioning these guys on the show for so long now. Hell, we've been talking about them since when we started this podcast. And they're about to have their very first live show in front of uh, in front of uh, all of us at the Makati Cinema Square, September 27th. We're going to be there, and we will see you there. Hope to see you there. And with that, we are out. Peace! These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes all sorts of versatile any-weather staples, hoodies, jackets, and more. Whether you're buying a gift or stocking your closet, you'll find just what you need. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code ANYSTYLE24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code ANYSTYLE24.